Nazi technically I'm a gnome, but I snap on the throne like yo come and get me I'm standing out here in the daylight I'ma get mine so don't try to hide again I am a wild man there's no denying that I am Goliath inside of this lion's den I am the eye of the storm trying to find me a war with a shield and a sword built to protect in this blade cutting through anyone here with a wire and cord I'm getting bored Welcome to 100% Elite. I am your host, Jeff Englert, and this is episode 6. First things first, let's go ahead and get everybody to like and subscribe, review this podcast. You can catch it pretty much everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, pretty much everywhere you get them. Um, Hit me up on Twitter at 100ElitePod. Or my personal Twitter page at jenglert88, and uh, let's get some feedback. Uh, and if this is your first time listening to this podcast, I am just a pro wrestling fan. That's all I am. So these are all my reviews, reactions, and opinions on things that happen in the AEW world. So each week, I'm going to be covering the news. The latest episodes of AEW Dark that are premiere Tuesday nights on YouTube and Wednesday Night Dynamite. So strap that parachute on and we're diving straight on in to the news. So the news this week really wasn't a lot coming out. Um, we got a great interview with Brandy Rhodes uh, talking about the Nightmare Collective and how it is done. Um... It really wasn't a lot of her idea, by the way. If you go listen to the interview, great interviews by her and Cody Rhodes this week. But she just kind of talked about the creative choices in the Nightmare Collective. What she really wanted to start off as and what it ended up being because of Kong and her in-ring abilities and how her body really... It's not that it hasn't held up, but maybe, maybe the confidence is gone. Maybe just all of the above... And so things kind of turned a little bit different and formed the Nightmare Collective. Um, so Brandy Rhodes, you know, it wasn't over with her. It wasn't over with the fans. So she decided it's done. It's time to kill it. Um, so she posted these vignettes that we've been going over the past couple shows. Um, just kind of getting out of it in a smart way. I really enjoyed these. It was a good out. Um and we all kind of knew that it was done as soon as she came out to help her her husband Cody when he was getting those 10 lashes um, last week, which, man, they were vicious. Uh, you could tell that it was really affecting her because those, those look like real tears coming out of her eyes and Cody Rhodes. So the, the Nightmare Collective is done. Brandy Rhodes is hopefully not a heel anymore. Hopefully she goes back to being a babyface because that girl can cut a promo just like the rest of the Rhodes. I'm telling you what, uh, I would really like to see her in an angle with uh, heel Britt Baker right now. Uh, Britt Baker's been cutting some halfway decent promos. Uh, We'll get into those a little bit more during Dynamite. Um, But... Brandy Rhodes has been training. She's been, uh, you know, doing the manager thing. But let's let's get her in that angle. Let's see what she can do. Maybe we can get some good matches out of her and Britt Baker. Maybe they'll bring out the best in each other. Especially with these promos, I I really do think that they both can talk once they are kind of given direction. Uh, Britt Baker's been kind of stumbling with this whole dentist thing, trying to be more heelish. She gets good moments in, and other ones kind of... It's not that they fall flat. I just think that she's... I don't know. It's weird. It's really weird. Uh, You're just going to have to see it for yourself, because a lot of people just don't like it altogether. But I think the girl is definitely talented. She looks the part. I've said this a million times. Um, I thought they were going to build this entire women's division around her, uh, maybe her and Kylie Ray, which she pulled out earlier in the beginning. She had a good showing at Double or Nothing, but 
you know, sometimes the crowd and the fame kind of gave her a little anxiety and got the best of her. So, um, so Britt Baker and Brandy, that's what I'm excited to see. Um, I think it'd be great. I really do. I think I'm hoping that they pull this together at least, at least just get Brandy in the ring again. I do not want to see her fade into the back already, uh, because the girl's gorgeous. She definitely can work. We've seen her work. So, yeah, so, and that was pretty much all the news that came out this week. Uh, just a couple of uh, bits and pieces. Uh, I mean, there was more news, but it more it had to do with Dynamite, what happened on Dynamite, what it set up, you know, what changed. So, we're going to get to that later, but right now, we're going to head straight on into Dark. Now, our first match was Shoko Nakajima versus Riho, who is the women's champion right now. So, Shoko Nakajima, we haven't seen her since, I think, the buy-in. She teamed with B. Priestley against Britt Baker and uh, Rio, and that was the match that Britt Baker got that concussion from uh, B. Priestley. Kind of set up their feud a little bit, and we haven't seen any of Shoko since then. So this match starts off, and uh, you actually realize that Rio has a height advantage in this match, which uh, we haven't seen that at all since she started. So this match actually comes out really great. They showed off some of that Joshi uh, wrestling that Kenny Omega has been talking about, uh, you know, the mythical Joshi wrestling. Um, it, it had its pacing issues, that's for sure, but the spots felt really hard-hitting. Riho uh, kind of does this stuff where it's like she goes half speed for no reason at all, and it just doesn't hit as hard. So I think that's like the one weak point I can see from her, and that pretty much everybody's twice the size of her, so... She's really got to lay stuff in for me to believe that she can actually win. So this match felt a little bit better than most Riho matches because they're the same size. The pacing was pretty much the same on either end. And, you know, they got in some cool moves. Uh, There was a Shoko hit this double 619 spot where Riho was on the second rope. She spins around, misses her, and then spins back around and hits Rio with that 619. Now, Rio uh, takes advantage uh, and just starts devastating this girl. She hits two foot stomps for a two count and then hits this diving knee for the win. So, Rio gets a win here on Dark Tonight. Uh, it was a really great showcase to. Uh, for both of these girls, in my opinion, it was one of the better women's matches uh, in AEW, and I, I, I mean, I was entertained. I wasn't, I wasn't blown away. That's that's for damn sure. But it was definitely entertaining. I watched the whole thing. I was, you know, focused in. It was the top of the hour, so I'm already um, just ready for some good AEW matches. Um, the next one that comes up is Jimmy Havoc versus Sonny Kiss. Now, I was not expecting much because we haven't seen Jimmy Havoc in two months. So, AEW's kind of been uh, lackluster on the <laughs> on the Jimmy Havoc uh, staple gun spots, that's for sure. So, him versus Sonny Kiss, uh, it, it was really slow. There was a lot of pacing issues with this one. Uh, Jimmy Havoc really working that arm, biting the fingers, you know, taking it to Sonny Kiss. Uh, Sonny Kiss was selling, like, selling his ass off, really. Uh, That's the only thing that kind of kept me in this match was how good they were against each other. I mean, it definitely had slow... It was, in my opinion, it was probably the least exciting match of dark and that's not because of the i think they told a really good story in the ring they really did um yeah jimmy havoc had this nice uh, death valley driver where he picked sunny kiss off of the top rope 
slammed him down. Didn't get the win off of that one, but it, it, I still think Sonny Kiss should uh, that somebody should tell him that he just needs to lay his shit in. He needs to make sure he's a little bit stiffer and that he looks like he can lay somebody out. Uh, I just can't believe in him if he can't, can't do it. Um, so I would. He's athletic, man. He really is. He's got some good spots in there. I just think he needs to just get a little tougher, get a little uh, grittier, grimier, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. Maybe a heel turn would do well for him. He can get a little bit more heat, easy, cheap heat. Uh, it's easier to work with them heel spots too, so it, it might make him look a little bit better. Um, but Jimmy Havoc ends up getting the win off of this one with a uh, submission. So Sonny Kiss tapping to Jimmy Havoc. And then as soon as this match is done, we get this promo from uh, Luther. He was part of the Nightmare Collective, and he's calling out Jimmy Havoc, and he's doing the stupid pointing at his head thing. Um, I think this guy just maybe hasn't got a promo in a while because he also hints at Jimmy Havoc using a baseball barbed wire baseball bat. And, I mean, we saw John Moxley do it, so maybe he got confused. I, I don't understand because we haven't seen him use that at all in AEW. I don't think whatsoever. Uh, he's used a staple gun a lot, uh, but so he he cuts this mediocre promo, uh, which is probably setting up another match on Dark, hopefully a very bloody one between the two. I'd like to actually see Jimmy Havoc get a little crazy and uh, show us what he's really made of. I don't really think he's got the most time out of that men's roster. Um. So that'll be a good match. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say excited because I'm definitely not excited for it. Uh, so uh, the next match was actually really, really good. The next match was Cassandra Golden versus Hikaru Shida. Now Hikaru Shida is one of the top girls in this division. I really think so. She's got the look. She can actually cut promos. She can speak English. So. That was the only problem I really had with Riho is that she couldn't talk to me. I mean, she can't say anything without a translator or subtitles. So she can't go out there and cut a, a promo in the ring and make me believe in her every time she goes out there. Hikaru Shida can. She can talk. I mean, it, even if it's broken English, but... I think, you know, I follow her on Twitter. She's got a, a good voice. She's kind of got like a British accent uh, or an English accent, uh, which is weird. But uh, anyways, so she's got the look. Cassandra Golden looked really great. This match wasn't too long. They both showcased their skills and and got out of there. Okay, so Cassandra Golden was kind of working as a heel, but it was more of like a some power spots. And uh, this was the first time that we've seen her in AEW. So she, she looked gorgeous. She's got the look. Um, I'm really excited to see if she stays. Uh, I think she'd be a great addition to that woman's roster for sure. Um, they did a couple hair pulling spots in the beginning, but this match was really entertaining. Uh, Hikaru Shida is doing those running knee spots, the cool drop kicks off the top rope, and she hits that knee for the win. Hikaru Shida looked really great this match. thought it was one of the, the better matches on Dark, uh, that's for sure. So, it, And I'm glad that it was not super long and drawn out and, you know, it, it just gave them enough time to get it over, good psychology, and not start picking holes in their game. I think that's some of the women's matches go a little bit too long, and I don't know if they get winded or if they are just really trying not to hurt each other, but it's they start getting gassed like real fast. And it's not all the girls, but it's some of them, and you can tell within the first you know 10 minutes they're not throwing forearms right, they're not actually hitting each other anymore everything kind of looks really gassed out chugging for air um so 
when they have matches like this, especially on dark, it makes them both shine really bright, and I really enjoyed it. So, the last match on dark was the Dark Order versus Jurassic Express. It was Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy versus Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Now, the Dark Order has been getting over and over and over with these vignettes. I mean, they're one of our sponsors. Um, let's roll it. Are you one of the millions of people around the world suffering from heartburn? Is it getting in the way of your everyday life? Suffering from heartburn is a common condition. Suffering in general is even more common. That doesn't have to be you anymore. We can offer you something that can heal you. We see you suffering. We see everything. You'll never be sick again. And who doesn't want that? Let us be the healer. Ask your doctor if joining the Dark Order is right for you. Stop losing and start winning. Power to the exalted. So it's really easy. All you have to do is go to joindarkorder.com. Sign up. Tell them a little bit about yourself. They help me out. They help me out with this podcast. Uh, they're making it the best podcast. And uh, all hail the Dark Order. I don't know. I don't even remember what they say. Um, but on Dark this week, it was Dark Order versus Jurassic Express. Uh, Marco Stunt looked like just... Uh, I think it's the best thing that Luchasaurus got hurt when he did. I don't think Marco Stunt would have gotten the bigger spotlight that he does now. And he's super over in my book. I think the kid is a future star. I think he's going to grow up a little bit more, get a little bit bulkier. And the dude is going to be one of the next best uh, workers, man. <laughs> the kid sells everything that people do to that kid looks so devastating. And his tag team partner, Jungle Boy, or Jungle Boy Jack Perry, as JR says constantly, um, the kid's a, f a future face of this company. Um, you know, later on Dynamite, uh, Jungle Boy and MJF went at it. And I think those two, and, you know, let's just say seven years, if they're both still here, that's going to be the biggest feud where they're going to be able to build a title run off of MJF and uh, Jungle Boy. I really believe it. Uh, it's You could definitely tell that this kid believes uh, in this company. Um, so the Dark Order came out. They really showed up tonight. Uh, they were working so well. Evil Uno looked great. Stu Grayson, I mean, the dude shredded, just came down, started working these kids. But um, they had some pretty good hot tags in this match. Uh, great fucking spots. Uh, that fatality, though, from the Dark Order. That move just looks so cool. I really enjoy that double team um, where Evil Uno picks the dude up on his back. Stu Grayson flips off the top rope into, like, a cutter. Uh, so, yeah, fatality. Dark Order picks up the win. Uh, then the Creepers start beating down the Jurassic Express. I mean, just beating the crap out of these guys. Luchasaurus comes out, cleans house for a minute, uh, does that sweet, uh, they call it a tail whip, I guess, but he's kicking dudes in the face, double choke slam, and then he starts getting taken out. So SCU slides into the ring, scares off the Dark Order, um, kind of shows what's going to be happening. Uh, this feud between Dark Order and SCU kind of furthering it a little bit. Um, so that was the end of uh, Dark this week. It was really great. Uh, I think so. I, I mean, these shows have been getting better and better and better. And they have these, uh, you know, Tony Schiavone is running it on location recently. I'm kind of miss, missing uh, Dasha Gonzalez. Uh, I mean, she's super hot, so who wouldn't miss her? I'm hoping that they make her the third commentator on Dark. Uh, I think it would be great to have a nice female voice sometimes on commentary. Uh, I know Beth Phoenix is on NXT. Uh, it's probably really nice. Uh, just kind of get a little bit of a uh, different perspective on what the product is in the ring. So 
I'm really pushing for that. I really hope so. That'd be really uh, great in my opinion. So let me know what you guys thought of Dark this week. Uh, just, you know, you guys know where to find me by now. On Twitter, at 100 Elite Pod, and at jangler 88 You guys know. You guys know already. Um, so, without further ado, AEW Dynamite this week was fucking fire. This was one of the best episodes that I've watched. I mean, this card was stacked. So, I knew it was going to be good. I didn't know it was going to be this good. I mean, there was a couple, I mean, just like some slight lower points. I wouldn't call them low points because they were still, um, they were still at least B segments. You know what I mean? They weren't A++++ like the rest of the show, but they were at least a B or higher. So all in all, great episode of Dynamite this week. So when we open up Dynamite, it is that tag team title rematch Kenny and Hangman versus SCU now I mean these tag teams are has have always been great so to see them working each other was really awesome I was so excited for this match um, Kenny Omega is just the greatest Hangman is firing on all fucking cylinders I mean the dude is The past couple matches, he's been taking on two people at once. Just fucking looking great. His chops look great. All of his moves look... I think he's never looked better in AEW. I think this kid is a fucking star, man. They've really showcased him and Kenny with these tag matches. Just hitting all the great moves. SCU looked great tonight, too. They looked like they were in desperation mode. I mean, they were hitting all the kind of heelish spots. I mean, you could see Scorpio working them from the apron when they would get close. Um, distraction on the on the refs part a little bit. Uh, they were hitting these these cool tag team double cutters where they both jumping over. Um, it, it was just great. Hangman almost got a win by himself. He's done that a couple times in the last couple of weeks. The guy is just, uh, he's hes really one of the best. He's one of the top guys. I'm glad that they did not put the title on him right away when he fought Jericho. Um, I think it would have ruined him. It would have been f- too forced, in my opinion. But So this match was exciting. I was... Uh, at sitting at the edge of my seat, I thought for some reason they were going to put SEU back over. Uh, I don't know why I thought that, but I have it <laughs> written down right here. I think SEU is going back over. I, I know they weren't going to because it seems like they're pushing um, this angle to where they're going to have a match at Revolution with whatever team wins this uh, Battle Royale, which is pretty much every tag team um, on the roster. Uh, I don't think I didn't, I don't think I saw Private Party in that though. Um, I'm going to have to check my notes, but I don't think I did. So they pick up the win. And by they, I mean, Kenny and Hangman Adam Page. Uh, This was the ending to that match. Kazarian, I mean, he was so close to the ropes, but it was only at the last moment that he noticed. And still, all Elite Wrestling World Tag Team Champions, Hangman, Adam Page, and Kenny Omega. I really enjoyed this match. I really did. I was standing up cheering. I was so glad that Hangman and Kenny won this. There, it's my favorite storyline in AEW so far, at least right now. Like, I just can't get enough of this tag team. It's two of the best singles guys just running shit. This is how you do it, man. You build these two guys 
to where it doesn't look like they they're fitting in anywhere they're kind of losing and you put them together and they dominate they're so powerful right now I'm super pumped I love the drunk hangman angle and I love that Kenny is still kind of preoccupied with his troubles that Pac have been bringing him um, so they slide out um, SCU is still sitting in the ring so now we get this big tag team run out kind of shenanigans that so the dark order comes out at seu the best friends slide in then the butcher the blade and the bunny come down and so do hybrid two and the young bucks and this brawl starts i mean so many tag teams are in the ring right now the young bucks start cleaning house uh then they announce this tag team battle royale and the team that wins that is going to get a shot at the tag team titles baby but i don't know how they're going to do this i guess uh a pin is pretty much the only way i or maybe over the top ropes i just don't know how they're going to do it with this many tag teams and it is it singles like do each person have to go over in the tag or is it one guy goes over or one guy gets pinned and that tag team's out? Um, hopefully they kind of go over not the rules per se, just kind of what how they have to you know go about this to actually win these uh, this battle royale with all these tag team guys in there. I mean, because what if it comes down to uh, three guys, two of them on a tag team and... One of them's by himself. I, I just don't think that makes sense. I think uh, you have to eliminate maybe both people or I still don't know. It It's weird. But I'm still excited to see it because we're going to see a lot of tag team uh, action going on. That's going to be next week. So I'm thinking the Young Bucks are going over here. And I'm thinking it's putting the Young Bucks versus Kenny and Hangman Page. And somebody's somebody's turning on the Young Bucks, man. I guarantee Kenny and Hangman are keeping them titles at Revolution. Stopping the Young Bucks. Because I don't think it's that time to kill this storyline. I think this is what will really get it kicked off for double or nothing and i think it's going to be a rematch young bucks versus kenny and hangman for the tag team titles and it's going to be an all-out fucking brawl hopefully they give them some cool stipulations or like a unique uh, type of match like a tables match ladders match or they could put those two tag teams in a steel cage um so the next match, uh, actually, no, before that match, we had a Santana promo with JR. Now, Santana got his eye keyed out by John Moxley or just hurt uh, last week, so he's wearing an eye patch also. Now, I did know that Santana's father just recently passed away, and uh, so this promo was really heavy. And you can tell he's really dealing with it. Um, but JR keeps putting over the fact that the inner circle did this to John Moxley also. And none of them are taking the responsibility that they did wrong also. Um, so Santana cuts this uh, kind of emotional uh, promo. Uh, I don't have it. So I'm just going to tell you about it. So his dad passed away. Uh, but he was blind. So when he was talking to John Moxley last week about he's going to pull him through the darkness, he was talking about that. He's going to take his other eye tonight. And uh, his dad, I think, was told he's going to be blind when he was 14. He said he's going to start losing his vision. I think he was fully blind by 25. So he got to taste... Uh, life a little bit he got to see the greater things and then had it all taken away from him and the reason why this hit Santana so hard is that he you know dealt with a lot of depression and um, stuff like that I mean this guy is a great talent um, 
and to hear that kind of struggle, uh, he said he had some real rough times and he would call his dad and say, man, it just feels like when I wake up and I'm sitting in my apartment, it's always dark, like it's always nighttime, like it's always gloomy. And he just said, welcome to my life, man. Like this is how, you know, sometimes life is dark like this, but you got to push through it. And uh, really nice segment with JR and Santana. So the next match that we uh, are getting into on the card is Sammy Guevara versus Dustin Rhodes. Now, this is a rematch that uh, we kind of just got thrown together because Sammy Guevara already beat Dustin on Dynamite. Uh, This was a couple weeks ago when this happened. It was a great match. If you haven't got to watch this one or that one before this one, go ahead and do it. I'm sure they have it up on YouTube. Go back and watch some really, really hard-hitting spots. I think he did a Canadian Destroyer to Sammy on the apron. It was, man, it was great. So Dustin comes out real stiff on fire with them shovel hook uh punches that he does it's one of my favorite things that he does actually uh jake hager you know getting in this match with the distractions and um dustin kind of seems preoccupied because he doesn't want sammy he wants jake hager right so uh he starts giving it to sammy and you know he just knows sammy is selling like a champ this guy is on the the next level. I think his rise from a nobody to everybody knowing who he is, all the legends are talking about wanting to work with him, and the guy's on fire, man. He can do pretty much no wrong at this point. I think he, well, I think he needs better gear. That's just me. I'm tired of seeing Sammy Guevara's ass every time somebody has to pick him up to power slam him. You like pull up on his trunks. They just go right up there and it's just awkward. (laughs) So Dustin hits his, you know, I mean, probably the best looking power slams in all of pro wrestling. Uh, They're so over. Uh, Hits that Canadian destroyer, then gives Sammy that final reckoning for the win. Uh, and then Dustin cuts this amazing promo. Um, this Friday. Hey, turn around. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Jericho's bitch. Are you ever going to step in the ring? Or are you going to just keep collecting a paycheck? You're failing at your MMA career. You're failing here before you've even gotten started. So, Jake Hager, listen to me. You broke my arm and I want a piece of your ass at Revolution. What I need you to do is walk down here, look me in the eye, and accept it. (laughs) I mean, come on, man. You got a Rhodes on the mic calling somebody out. You know it was going to be great. But Jericho's bitch, oh, he's going to... Oh, man, I cannot wait for this match at Revolution. It's going to be Jake Hager's first match at AEW. We got a lot of first matches coming up here. Uh, (laughs) AEW is just firing on all cylinders. It's just going to be an exciting uh, rest of this month. Uh, I know I'm going to be watching Revolution. Are you guys going to be watching Revolution? I am going to be putting out a podcast probably right after then, hopefully getting some guests on to talk about it right after the show is done. So, Jake Hager, Dustin Rhodes, Revolution, put it on the match card. It's going to be fire. This next segment was not fire. This was the low point. This was the low B. It started off bad. It was Britt Baker coming out, cutting another promo. She started off with a bunch of dentist mumbo jumbo. Um, it wasn't really entertaining until like the very end. Uh, luckily, she's really cute, so it kept me focused in time for her to get there. I'm seeing a lot of confusion in these chubby Whataburger faces, so let me provide some clarification for you. Wow. I am a role model. I have three degrees, 
two plan A's, and I was the first woman signed to All Elite Wrestling. This is my division. I am the women's division. And what I did last week was a statement. So if you want to go back and listen to the rest of her promo, be my guest. I didn't understand half of it, but those were the good parts. So I liked when she cuts the, like, you know, the typical heel promo, like the one where she makes fun of the crowd and makes fun of Tony Schiavone and stuff like that. All the dentist mumbo jumbo stuff. I just give it up. I'm sorry. The dentist thing, it's cool when you're talking about knocking people's teeth out like you did last week and stuff like that. But when you're like talking about the, um, you know, blah, 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 and then that, and I just should have uh, um, done this and blah, 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 just go listen to it because that's what she does the whole time. She's using too many big fucking words where I, I just don't care. I lose interest in about 2.5 fucking seconds. But this next match had me actually have a what-the-fuck moment. Like, I didn't believe that it was going to happen. Um, so let's just get right into it. This next match is Riho versus Nilo Rose, the Native Beast. This was a women's championship match that, it, man, it was really, really good. I... I thought it was going one way, then the other, then one way, then the other. I really didn't know who was coming out on top of this one. But Rio starts off swinging, man. She came running straight for Nyla. I think she they probably had to have talked backstage, like, really get this in. Let's show them what we can really do. And Rio just went for it. I mean, she was trying to get a good start. Um, there was a sweet little Rio table spot where Nyla set up the table and was looking around trying to, you know, pop the crowd a little bit and Rio ran across the top of it and kicked Nyla in the face. It was, (laughs) it was definitely really cool. They, they used, uh, the, the outside of the ring. Well, they used the inside of the ring. It, I mean, I thought Rio got the double knee, I thought that was it. I thought that was her move that just, uh, you know, kind of like her little roll-up that she does that, man, uh, gets people. I think I thought that was it. I thought it was one, two, three, Rio retaining the title. Um, you know, then Nyla gets her, beats her up, uh, hangs Rio on the top rope, and then dives off the turnbuckle with that knee right to the back of her head. Now that move looks killer. It looks so devastating. I mean, that really shows the beast Nyla Rose. Uh, it, it really pops me every single time. The crowd was really behind Rio. Um, th- we were getting this is awesome chance. Uh, the match was going over really fucking well. Um, the snapdragons from Rio, she was whipping Nyla Rose around. And if you have, you haven't watched these two, the size difference is fucking baffling. The girl's like 95 pounds, women's champ. And Nyla Rose is a beast. She is big. She is strong. She is a dominant force in that women's division, but Rio picks her up, man. Uh, gets double foot stomps and Nyla gets to save on the ropes man then you get this hard spear from Nyla into a uh, a beast bomb I don't know exactly what they're calling it I'm gonna have to get the name because this power bomb looked like it just laid Riho out one two three Nyla Rose is the new women's champion that's right, Nyla Rose just won. It's well-deserved. I'm so glad they got it off of Riho. Uh, I mean, now we can have a champ that can actually say something to us. She can cut promos, which she's great on Twitter. With Riho, uh, she's good matches, whatever. That's fine. 
I can't get invested in her. If she cannot talk to me, if she cannot move me emotionally, then I don't give a fuck. That's just being completely honest. Um, So now this match sparked a lot of controversy. It really did. Um, So if none of you know by now, Nyla Rose is a trans woman. So everybody had a problem calling her a man, calling her this and that. Shut the fuck up, okay? It's pro wrestling, okay? She's a woman. She's in the division. She is the champ. Get the fuck over it. I mean, this fucking hatred bullshit that people spew all over this. I mean, can't they just win? I mean, fucking Impact made a woman their actual men's champion. And there was less hoopla over that than there was this. Um, I say fucking get over yourselves. Uh, she's a, a a great competitor. She's athletic. She looks great out there. So, uh, congratulations, Nyla Rose. I know you're never going to hear this fucking podcast, but I was really excited. Um, I can't wait to see where you take this, what your run is. Um, and hopefully you have a great match at Revolution lined up. Hopefully there's an angle. I'd like to see, you know, Big Swole and you mix it up. Um, Shayna again. Uh, maybe another tables match with her. Um, that would be fucking great. Uh, the bunny coming back into play. I saw her out there because Nyla went back into the backstage. Now she starts talking about, oh, when Jericho won, he had like meats and bubbly and all this big um, shebang. I got nothing, huh? And Kenny Omega's like, yeah, you know, you won. He's really disappointed because he's invested in Riho. He really is. I don't know if they're dating or just best friends or whatever. Anyways, um, so Nyla kind of checks these girls that are standing backstage. And they all don't look like they're too happy. Because they probably all could have beat uh, little old Riho. But uh, going through Nyla Rose is going to be a fucking challenge. And I can't wait to see the matches that come out of this. So... That was that match. Uh, We are moving on because the next segment was uh, a Jericho promo. With Jericho and the inner circle. Mr. Jericho. Mr. Jericho, I heard you have some big news for next week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I got some really big news for next week. You know, John Moxley, last week when you took a car key from a $750,000 vehicle that you stole from us and shoved it into the eye of Santana. You proved to us that you are a piece of trash, human garbage, the lowest level scumbag that we've ever seen. It makes me sick to even think that I have to stand across the ring from you and give you an AEW championship match at Revolution on February 29th, but I'm gonna do it because I'm an honorable man. But what I did do, Mox, as a little surprise to you, was I scoured the globe looking for an assassin, a hitman, a bounty hunter to tear you apart limb from limb. So if you're lucky enough and stupid enough to survive Santana tonight, next week you get to face a man who's been touring the world for years, beating the crap out of people and ending careers. His name is Jeff Cobb. So this week, Santana's gonna take you to the darkness. Next week, Jeff Cobb is gonna give you a tour of the islands and more importantly, a dash of reality that you will never beat Chris Jericho. I always thought I would see you in the inner circle, Mox. But now, I'll see you in hell. <laughs> Jesus. Jeff Cobb, ladies and gentlemen. Now, if you're not familiar with Jess- Jeff Cobb, Jess? I don't know. Anyways, Jeff Cobb, he is an indie guy. He's uh, ROH, New Japan, uh, pretty much all over the place. He is a fucking killer, man. He looks like Rhino if Rhino could work also like fucking Rey Mysterio. I mean, the guy is just incredible. Uh, His uh, tour of islands, tour of the islands, 
It's this move where he picks you up. He kind of slings you one way, spins around, boom. It just looks devastating. It looks so fucking cool. I'm really excited for this guy. Um, So there's a lot of speculations on whether he's signed to AEW or not. I don't know why they would give him TV time if he wasn't signed. Maybe next week when we get that match between him and John Moxley, it's going to be like his uh, test run or his or like his tryout to uh, see if he's a good fit. Or, um, you know, there's also speculations that he is going to sign like a like a, a deal to where he can still work in ROH. He can still work New Japan dates. He can do all of it but not really be held to, um, you know, happen to be full-time at um, AEW, which I don't know why he would want to, I guess traveling and all that stuff is great, and he gets to have a lot of great matches with a lot of, you know, different people and experience and blah, 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 but you're going to be on fucking TV, man. Come on. The guy looks like a killer. He really does. He looks like he's going to... Him and John Moxley are just going to fucking tear the fucking house down. So that's next week. Um, in comes a little snippet of uh, Hangman and Kenny Omega are next week having a match with the Lucha Bros. I'm fucking pumped for this. Pentagon and Ray Phoenix are just on fire. Those are another guys that uh, kind of would have the same... I mean, they're they've been in AEW for at least six months, maybe longer than that. Um, and they aren't signed to a contract. Uh, I mean, they got like the, this thing coming I mean, cause they're signed by triple a. So they don't have full-time rights in AEW. Uh, so it could be another contract like that to where they kind of do all of the above and come in and do the AEW spots. But I mean, the Lucha Pros have been featured heavily and had great headlining matches uh, with the Young Bucks. I mean, that uh, ladder match that they had with the Young Bucks, holy fuck. That was the best, one of the best tag team matches I've ever seen. It literally, it just, it stays up there with them TLC matches that the Hardy Boys had. Like, that's how fucking good those matches were. So... After all that uh, Jericho promo, we get the Jeff Cobb segment. MJF versus Jungle Boy was next. Now, this match was stiff. It was hard-hitting. It was everything that any pro wrestling fan would love to see. You have the athletic, just super specimen Jungle Boy versus MJF. That technical wrestling, just looking like a star heel now, this match starts off with something that I think was a little fucking overboard. Uh, Jungle Boy, uh, if anybody doesn't know, Jungle Boy is uh, Jack Perry. So it's Luke Perry's son. And Luke Perry died um, a little bit after AEW was a thing and that Jungle Boy you know, was part of it. Uh, he passed away. And the beginning of this match... Uh, MJF points up to the sky and says he can't help you now and that right there I could see in Jungle Boy's eyes he's fucking done with this shit because you can see him mouth fuck you a couple times during this match Um, but it was hard hitting great spots they were going toe to toe it was showing the different styles clashing um, but in the best way possible um, they both look like the star. I'm telling you, this match right here is setting up the future of AEW. When Cody and the Bucks and Kenny and Hangman are older and they're kind of in the roles that Dustin's in now, Jungle Boy and MJF are going to be the top guys. And I mean top guys, like champion and uh, number two kind of thing it's it's just gonna be great it's definitely uh, man I can't wait to to watch those those matches they just so this reverse hurricane rana from uh it just looks so stiff uh there's a couple liger bombs 
uh, from Jungle Boy. Uh, so MJF. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Brandy Rhodes was on commentary, right? And she was kind of talking about her behavior and things kind of, you know, continue on the killing of the Nightmare Collective. And uh, MJF gets up on the ropes, grabs his dick, and says, You could have had a real man, Brandy. <laughs> JR jumps up like a old Hank Hill or something. Oh, you can't say that. Oh, you take that back, you you bastard. <laughs> Coming to her defense. Uh, <laughs> it was just a really good spot. It was really funny. This match was so hard-hitting and so stiff. And uh, MJF hit that double cross, which is basically just a crossroads. Uh, but it's a real awkward, weird-looking one. My wife was so concerned for Jungle Boy. She's like, is he okay? Uh, is he going to get up? Are they going to come help him? Somebody's got to come help him. He's, I mean, he, he, he got hurt, right? Is he just, I mean, is, it, is this just fake? Can you just tell me? Can you just tell me? And I'm just sitting there laughing and laughing like the guy is selling like a champ. He's making it look, he made MJF look so good in that match. Oh, man. Uh, so <laughs> I just thought I had to share that with you guys. It was really funny. Um, if you haven't watched that match, uh, go fucking watch it. I think that's one of the best matches on this card. It really showcased the future of AEW. So after this match ends, uh, obviously MJF gets the win over Jungle Boy. Um, it's just, it was really good. But we get this Pac promo. The street, Kenny, is that you're done. That you are a husk, a shadow of who you once were on a slippery slope to mediocrity. Truth is, you've not been the same since I choked you out in Chicago. And I understand, Kenny. I understand why your self-confidence is shot. I understand why you've neglected all of your friends in their moment of peril. And I understand that all of this, all of your problems, they're all because of me. You know that I am the goddamn best and you know the depth of my conviction and that haunts you you're scared Kenny as you should be no more ducking and no more dodging you have two weeks and then I get my rubber match 30 minutes 30 whole minutes with the bloody best in the world aren't you a lucky, lucky bastard. Two fucking weeks, and then we get that Iron Man match. Pac versus Kenny Omega. The shit's gonna be fucking wild, man. I'm telling you what. That Pac, he can cut a promo. The guy looks like a fucking killer. He can work better than pretty much... He's just as good as Kenny in this company. Uh, I mean, Kenny... Kenny hasn't really shown, if you haven't watched any of Kenny's New Japan stuff and you didn't really know who he was before AEW, then you've only seen like a tenth of what Kenny can really do. Um, so, man, these guys, neither of them, I, I think, have, haven't had a bad match in AEW. So this is just going to be fire, 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 man. It's going to be great. So stay tuned for that. It's two weeks away. Um, fuck, I'm pumped for it. So, this next segment is... From Cincinnati, Ohio, weighing 231 pounds... Jim Moxley! Moxley's the number one contender for Chris Jericho's AEW Championship. That's right. John Moxley versus Santana. Man, I can't get enough of uh, Justin Roberts saying that. I hope he continues to do that for the rest of John Moxley's career in AEW. <laughs> but this match, man, Santana starts off going after John in the crowd. Moxley taking it to Santana. Just uh, 
that stalling, jumping pile driver uh, to John that Santana did was so fucking, oh man, it looks stiff. Uh, Ortiz with the little distraction, uh, spitting a drink and uh, John's good eye. So now he can't see. You got uh, you, you got both of them kind of wandering around for a minute after he uh, they they're both kind of blind and they each got one eye out. The match was fucking great. Look, Santana, he that guy is an athlete. He really is. He really knows what he's doing in that ring. He could be a single star easily, so easily. Um, so I have a take on Santana and Ortiz. Um, every single time we get a uh, Latino, I mean, literally, the, I feel like the only Latino like hero that we've ever had is like Rey Mysterio or like a luchador like that. Other than that, they're always portrayed as these bad guys, like constantly, like gangster thug bad guys. Um, I'm I'm hoping when we get kind of like a shakeup, because you know all the baby faces turn heel at some point, and all the heels turn baby face at some point. I hope we get Santana and Ortiz baby faces. Um, I really think that the it's not a stereotype, uh, but I really think they could work well as baby faces i really think they could be the heroes i mean they've both had really uh hard times uh so to see them both come out on top i think they both have really good stories um anyways enough about that um this match this match was fucking killer really entertaining the the ending with John Moxley hitting the paradigm shift without being able to see Santana just grabbing him up boom hitting it getting the pin and uh, the inner circle wasn't gonna let that happen um, <laughs> they start beating the shit out of him uh, Sammy Guevara hits a six thirty flip from the top rope uh, you gotta check it out it's fucking killer looking. I've never seen somebody do flips like that before they slam onto some other person. <laughs> it was just cool. It was really cool. Um, and then Jeff Cobb came out right at the end, gave John the tour of the islands. It looked like he fucked John Moxley up. So if you're wondering what that finisher looks like that nobody gets up from, check out the very last spot of Dynamite. So... That was it. That was the end of Dynamite. You had the inner circle standing strong right at the end. Um, you know, had their bubbly and uh, just thinking that the John Moxley's not going to make it. So next week, we're going to get John Moxley versus Jeff Cobb. Going to be a killer match. It really fucking is. Um, and so right now, looking at what revolution is going to bring we have a fucking stacked card already tonight we had some good matches set up uh, there was also a promo by Darby Allen there was nothing said in it because he was holding up cards um, but he basically asked Sammy Guevara hey what are you doing uh, during revolution um, so basically asked, asking for a match since Sammy was the one that held the um beatdown session with uh, Darby Allen and uh, guillotined him with his own skateboard. Um, so that's going to be a great match. Those two are just, they don't care what happens. They will put their bodies on the line to make sure that they have a fire fucking match. It It's going to be great at pay-per-view time for Sammy and Darby. So as of right now, we have John Moxley versus Chris Jericho for the AEW world championship we have mjf versus cody rhodes which cody's my favorite wrestler so i'm really hoping he beats the shit out of mjf because i can't stand him uh in a good way i i think he's a great talent and everything like that but he's just one of them guys that you just want to see get his ass fucking beat um so whoever wins the battle royale the tag team battle royale will be facing kenny omega and hangman adam page for the tag team championships um and then 
since we had Dustin call out Jake Hager, we have Jake Hager versus Dustin Rhodes at Revolution. That's going to be great. And then Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen. Man, I'm so pumped for this pay-per-view. I haven't been pumped for this pay-per-view since, uh, fuck. Actually, every single pay-per-view that AEW has put out has been killer fucking cards. What am I talking about? Go back, if you haven't watched all them old pay-per-views, they have a couple of, I think they have six on there. Um, if you have a, uh, so if you have free time, you want to check out their old pay-per-views. They're all really, really great pay-per-views. So, But this Revolution card is stacked, man. It's so stacked. So um, next week, we have Cody versus Wardlow in that steel cage. Um, I'm fucking excited for this. I haven't seen a steel cage in a long time. Um, another company could have done them recently. I don't watch anything unless it's like a highlight on Twitter, so many posts or something like that. I, I just don't watch it. Um, I, I had a couple people ask me, Hey man, why don't you watch NXT? Hey, why don't you watch raw? Why don't you watch SmackDown? Look, the WWE had their chance to get my attention for the past 10 years and they couldn't do it. I'm done. I'm over it. It's like an ex-girlfriend. I just don't talk to him. I don't see him. I don't need to hear about it. I don't care. Uh, there's literally only two people in that entire company that I think are even good, let alone what I want to watch. And that's Charlotte Flair and AJ Styles. I think AJ Styles is literally one of the greatest of all time. The guy is a genius in the ring. His TNA run is so underrated. The New Japan stuff he did with Okada. Okay, so homework for tonight is go watch Okada and AJ Styles. Okay, that's what we're going to do. New segment starting this week is homework. So your homework, if you're listening to this, is to go watch AJ Styles versus Okada for the I. WGP Heavyweight Championship. Is that what it's called? I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Um, but go watch it. It's fucking killer. It's when AJ was the leader of the Bullet Club. The Young Bucks are with them. Uh, so is, I, I think they're called the OC in WWE. Um, anyways, go watch that match. You'll thank me fucking later. It's so good. It really shows off how great AJ is and how amazing Okada is also. Um, but back to, to the reason I don't watch WWE products. So they, they didn't have my attention. They, they don't have my attention now, but AEW is just trying to exist. Okay. They're just trying to be an alternative. They're trying to say, Hey, there's enough pro wrestling to go around. You know what the WWE says? No, let's try to put you out of business because that's all they fucking care about. So, no, I'm not going to watch some other show that is trying to put my show off the air, trying to put them out of business. They don't want them on TV. That's why they keep counter-programming every fucking thing that they put out. It's garbage. It's not good stuff. The the super PG pro wrestling, I mean, it's a it's supposed to be a fake fight with drama filled around it. When you start putting dog food all over each other and, and weird shit like that, no, you're not getting me to come watch your show. I'm sorry. It's not happening. So you guys know what to do. Tell me what you thought about this podcast and what you thought about this week's AEW content that they put out. Um, so like, subscribe, review, give me five stars. Uh, give me some feedback. I'm going to start reading comments on my uh, next podcast. So if I get comments on the Apple podcast, uh, you know, some reviews, I'm going to start reading them uh, just so we can uh, go over it together. Um, so Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify, Anchor, everywhere you get your podcast at, it's on there. A hundred percent elite podcast for. Uh, Find me on Twitter. Follow me. I'll follow you back. So hit me up. It's at 100ElitePod or my personal Twitter page at jinglert88. And if this is your first time 
catching this podcast. I am just a pro wrestling fan. I love AEW. So let's just start some great conversations, guys. I'm having fun doing this podcast, and I hope you're having fun listening to it. So if you're wanting to hear the full songs of the intro and outro music, um, you can find them on YouTube at Edge Music. You can catch him on Twitter at Edge underscore 419. So go bug the shit out of him. Tell him I sent you. Show him some love. Um, His songs are all fucking fire, and if you're looking to see him slay some fucking video games, kill some shit, um, Twitch at Edge419. So, stay tuned for next week's. I'll be dropping it probably around the same time. I'm going to be trying to get on a more strict schedule, so if I can get on that schedule, I will be dropping them at least every Thursday and Friday. This week, there's not going to be any bonus episodes, so I will see you on the next one. MCs, so you can call me Legion, but we are many. You are one, we have plenty. You have some, you're taking this so serious, but I'm only doing this for fun. You're walking backwards while I run, met with doubt, because you're out done. Open my mouth, this eye, you're up, regretting what you just begun. You're never stopping me, you're never stopping this. You never saw me coming, but you must acknowledge this. So I'll just bring the heat and leave them powerless to try to step to me. So maybe you should crawl a bit. You're